Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. A number of areas can tend to eke out some rain. That, coupled with uh, some cool weather, are kind of keeping the wheels from coming off the bus in the dry areas. But a lot of areas are in good shape from a moisture situation. What we really need, especially in those areas, is sunshine. So these cloudy days, are they're working against us in both corn and beans. We need to clear this out and, and fight for a good finish. Early beans in some fields are starting to turn already. It's a situation where they're moving into R7. So pest teams continue to scout, especially the seed beans for pod feeders. So we don't have issues with stink bugs or any of the clover worms or thistle caterpillars, grasshoppers feeding on those beans and taking away our seed premiums. We're seeing more and more sudden death showing up in our April planted beans. It's kind of too early to tell how big a factor it'll be for yield. Now, most of these fields uh, are treated with Alevo. If anybody has both the high and the low rate, so the low rate for cyst nematodes, the high rate for sudden death, if you have them both in the same field and you're seeing some sudden death show up, We'd sure like to follow those through to see what correlation there is in rates. Do we get um, SDS protection at all at the lower rates or does it have to be at the higher rates? And we'd like to follow that through. So pest teams, watch how uniform these fields are starting to turn as your beans start to turn. Areas that turn way ahead can indicate disease or even nematode pressure. And they'd warrant uh, some in-field scouting. So use your drones or your aerial imagery to kind of keep an eye on where, where this crop is as it starts to change. Because you'll start to uh, see these pockets out there and we need to get a good handle on why the field isn't turning uniformly. Seeing uh, more and more top kill in the corn. Uh, so the anthracnose top kill showing up. More reports of the tar spot as well. As this thing stays cool, we're going to see them all ramp up, I think. Uh, and again, continue to uh, see more and more of the gosses wilt, which I don't know quite how to explain why we're running into more of that. Hopefully what we're seeing now is coming late enough uh, that it won't do any damage to speak of to the crop. So we're, in a lot of cases, we're 25 days out and, um, you know, hoping that we can outrun that. Today we spent the day in Prosper, North Dakota, northwest of uh, Fargo, North Dakota, at a field day for the Peterson Seed Group. And uh, good crowd here today as, as we're uh, getting in the fields and looking at this corn and sitting here with Adam from Peterson Seed. And and as I look around, uh, even flying in here and driving through, I see that your corn's probably a little further along, which kind of surprised me. Uh, uh, most of our corn was planted in June. so But you guys are still probably, you know, looking at it. I, I would say a lot of this is 30 days out from, from black layer. Um, you know, are you guys comfortable this is going to make it? Um, you know, what what what's your thinking on this crop right now as far as uh, for a North Dakota crop? Yeah, we uh, probably a lot of corn planted mid-May was probably our average. And like you said, a lot of corn just denting now. So 25, 30 days out. Um, our typical frost is towards the end of September. Uh, that's not unusual. So there's a lot of guys kind of nervous if it's going to make black later. Um, we need, you know, above average temps here the rest of September. And I think we're going to need, definitely need some help probably into October. As I was looking in these fields today, I guess a little bit surprised at the lack of disease that you have. A little bit of anthracnose, but very little of the 
more common diseases that we're fighting. Uh, one thing I did notice is the amount of gosses wilt that's uh, in some of the varieties here at your field day. Um, is that is that kind of the norm that your disease pressure is this light uh, and gosses is the one or is it just a, a gosses year for you? Yeah, it's a little bit more pressure on goss. Uh, we always joke that a plant pathologist in corn in North Dakota doesn't have much of a job. Um, but goss is newer in the last four or five years and has spread more um, in the last couple of years. So seeing it come in a little bit later this year, so I don't know if it's going to be as much yield pressure. Um, you know, yield damage looks maybe more cosmetic, but, uh, you know, variety selection, hybrid selection is definitely a key on, the, on that side. And that's one thing we're kind of selecting for now, more goss tolerance. As I see in in the variety lineups that we're in today, some of them are you know getting hit pretty hard. Um, so you're saying that from a hybrid selection standpoint, Goss is now important uh, for this area. Yeah, last couple of years, it's really been in our hybrid selection process for what hybrids we're going to have in our company lineup um, to have a good Goss score. And the genetics have have improved quite a bit in that uh, in our maturity group. You know from 78 day to 100 day is kind of our range. Uh, there's a lot, a lot more better genetics to have that good Goss score. You know, we saw Goss probably for the first time really strong in 2012 in Illinois, and it's been moderate and light ever since. This year, for some reason, it's really uh, popped up in a lot of fields. Is is Goss somewhat new up here too, or has it been around for a long time? Yeah, it's new. Probably came in similar time, maybe a year or two later than than 12. Uh, really, the last four years have been kind of more the extreme and it's it's pocketed areas uh, you know this area is one we've been seeing more of it in uh there's another couple stretch a little bit north of here northwest of grand forks north dakota is a good hot pocket and then some areas out west more minimum till no till lighter soils um, i think we start seeing that but with the winds that we get and the storms you know opening up these plants and and getting some infection points into it it's probably not too uncommon it's going to be something we're going to be dealing with from now on yeah, here at this site, it's it's pretty flat. Uh, we can look for miles in every direction. So I imagine the wind is a uh, something that has to be looked at on a on an every year basis. Yeah, we get a calm day and everybody kind of falls over because we're used to leaning into it. I think, but uh, yeah, wind wind is definitely our issue. So that stock strength, root strength uh, is you know is always critical on our our corn hybrids too. As you're out with your customers and analyzing this crop, where do you think you sit? Are you above average, average, below average for a, a typical North Dakota crop? I think we're probably good average crop coming. Uh, we have a lot more, we had more water issues this year, so it's going to take those zero spots. Uh, so we're going to have some averages come down in those areas. Uh, last three years have been really above average yields. So, you know, to the grower, it's going to seem like a below average year probably. Uh, we haven't had those zero spots uh, so the field averages have done really well. You know, some growers over 200 bushel corn in North Dakota, and that's that's a pretty big deal. Uh, we'll be pulling back off that a little bit this year, but what's harvested, I think, is going to be a pretty nice crop. Yeah, that's the way it looks from what I've seen. That's We're seeing a lot of, today, 40 long ears out here, so it's going to be a, a, an impressive finish if we can just get these last 30 days to work for us. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is we just need Mother Nature to be on our side. And, and growing corn in North Dakota, I think most guys are used to that. You know, we, we just we uh, have a short season and we need need good falls to make this crop go. Um, you know, and everybody's pretty, pretty, uh, um, pretty right with their maturity. So we're no, nobody's stretching things too much, but we'll need a good finish. While there's wheat fields up here, I guess I, I came up here expecting to see a lot more wheat than I did uh, um, and uh, less corn. It, is is corn always been this strong in the area or is it, uh, has that changed? 
I'd say these four southeast corner counties, corn has been pretty strong. Uh, definitely since uh, 2006, 2007, corn acres have really expanded in North Dakota. Uh, wheat has probably pushed more west and north. Um, and the wheat has been pretty tough this year. A lot of quality issues with wheat. Uh, late, pla uh, late planting in May. Normally they want to get in April. And then this late harvest with all the with all the rainfall we've had in August, um, guys aren't really have a great taste of wheat right now, so they're looking at maybe more corn and beans the next year. But that can all change too once we get through the crop. Yeah, once we get to the finish, I appreciate you taking time to to talk with us, and hopefully you get out there and find something uh, even bigger than you thought and and get good reports. Yeah, you bet. And I appreciate you coming up, uh, sharing your your insights with our customers. They've always got a lot of good questions and want to hear some outside information too. So it's always a good good day. You bet. Take care. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.